before we get going we need to introduce the show okay so yeah just like okay so how about just like welcome to afternoon snack uh i mean that's like just kind of boring okay you try then what about like this is the afternoon snack podcast a podcast by meredith root and alex parker that uh, was a little dramatic. Two movie? What if we did it like they do in the USC? It was like, welcome. <laughs> okay. I think that little... was actually too similar to what you just did. Yeah, yeah. Too big. Small. Uh. Oh, I thought if I tried just like eating an afternoon snack, that might be enough. Well, that was a candy bar. I it don't know still that counts as a snack. What about like this? It's the afternoon snack podcast kind of sexy like yeah okay let's go with that one okay this is the afternoon snack podcast a podcast about fitness nutrition lifestyle behavior and more and things that grind our gears i'm meredith root and i'm alex parker so here we go and we're live are you ready? Did I just interrupt you? No, I'm ready. Did I surprise you? You did. Yeah, I could tell because you were like, you were like very into your phone. I was texting someone. Who were you texting? One of my clients. A good client? Yeah. Oh, cool. All of my clients are good. Yeah. Um, I wanted to start this podcast off by venting a little bit. And I'm going to vent about you. So you need to prepare yourself. You know how when like someone is so laughably like bad at something and they're like, no, I'm not, no, I'm not. But then they keep doing the thing over and over and over again that they're bad at. I thought you said the story was about me. Yeah. I'm getting there. Okay. So, um, doesn't sound like something I would do. Well, don't worry. I'm going to actually going to loop your mom in on this one too. It's maybe a, we'll just call it a Parker trait, not Garth. Um, you are so bad at navigating like and i don't mean like like okay brenda is gonna take offense to this okay well she is sitting i know she's her mouth is gaping open <laughs> listening to this right now i guarantee you well here's like here's the thing it's it's such she's a, probably like, by herself in the car saying no no i'm not no i'm not look i heard her give directions to your dad to the airport using a bridge that that not only is not there but has never been there okay that Calgary. was years ago I know, but like if we're just like, for example, poor Jordan was in the, I just think she was like, <laughs> you know, you have some nerve. You use the navigation app for literally everything. But do I get lost? No, that's not the point. Look like you're you, you, and also your mom, but you do this. You guys will, will like put in an address, open navigation <laughs> look at it and then go no i got it and close it it's such a like a a boomer thing to do baby boomer yeah it's such like an old man thing to do like no no no, i don't i don't need that thing to give me step-by-step -step directions that would be too convenient i will we like the myself. challenge yeah and we always get where well, we need look, to go it's, it'd be one thing if you liked the challenge and you were okay with occasionally getting lost but like you get lost or the person that you're giving directions to gets lost and then you just get like so flustered by it. Yeah. 
So, um, actually, okay, we can't really deny it because when the two of us are together and it's just the two of us, we are absolutely pathetic. Like a couple years ago, I was in Montreal with her and we got lost so many times <laughs> that we were just like hysterically laughing at ourselves. Like, we tried to go for dinner from, we were walking to dinner from the hotel and it was like a kilometer and a half away. So it's like 15 minute walk. Yeah. We couldn't figure out, like we tried to use navigation, but when you try to use navigation walking, you never know like what direction to start in. Yeah. Cause it doesn't know, it doesn't, can't it, quite orient. Yeah. You. And so that was a major issue for us. So we ended up walking for over an hour. <laughs> Is it because you like, you looked at it, the arrow was pointing one direction. You're like, ahoy, that way. <laughs> but it like hadn't figured out where you were yet. Pretty much. Yeah. I mean, like. It was cold too. And we were just like on the side of the street, <laughs> just in absolute hysterics because we're so bad. Yeah. Anyways. But in, this, in Calgary, we're not as bad. But like, okay, sometimes, so being someone who... I didn't grow up in Calgary. I, like, I kind of know my way around now. It's a big city. If you've ever been to Calgary, you know. <clears throat> um, the roads can be a little bit confusing. And I'm also the one who usually drives. So like not from here, usually driving. And it's the best way to learn. <laughs> yeah, but you're like, no, no, no. I, I'll, I know the way. I'll tell you. I'll navigate. I'm like, okay, we'll see how this goes. So like inevitably you do an okay job starting out and then it's like you forget that you're navigating for me. And so we're like driving down the road and you know, I haven't reminded you that you're navigating. So maybe partially this is my fault, but I have trouble owning that. I don't think is my fault. So all of a sudden we'll get to, I don't know, an intersection where I need to turn left or like there's an exit to the right I need to take. And instead of, of saying, with plenty of time ahead, you need to exit to the right. Exit to the right, half a kilometer. Exit 283, whatever. I get to the exit, and then knowing that I'm not, I can't look at you because I'm looking at the road, you say something along the lines of, you need to go that way. <laughs> maybe, maybe there was a small hand gesture done in front of your body, but certainly not. I in usually my do eye, like a limp finger point. Yeah. Like a hook finger, a hook finger, <laughs> but like in front of you. So I'm looking I, at, yeah, the I definitely don't hold my hand far enough out. You might be able to see it in your peripheral vision, but I can't, if you're using a hook finger, it's not like, you know, straight <laughs> finger pointing left or right. It's like captain hook. And I don't know what that means. If I can even see it. That's fair. So usually at that point, I, I miss, I miss the exit because I'm not sure <laughs> what that way is. Is it right? Is it left? Um, I After almost causing an accident <laughs> usually. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then you get mad and uh, I you think- You also get mad. Well, yeah. Cause like now we're, we have to go with the drive. And now we're in we a were, fight. Yes. And you've like, well, you navigate and you've thrown your phone at me while I'm driving. Usually. Yep. The last time it happened, though, I think we did a good job because I said, look, like now we have an opportunity. You're going to navigate, but you're going to use only your words. You aren't allowed to point and you have to use descriptive like right, left, go straight for half a kilometer, merge to the right, get in the left I, lane. And I nailed it. 
You did. You did a good job. I used to worry when I was in my kid years that I wouldn't know where to go once I had my driver's license. That was the main concern. It was like, I will be able to drive the car, but I won't know where to go. And that was, it turns out, a very valid concern of mine. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's very clear. The best part, too, is um, you've, you still, I think, haven't downloaded Google Maps. So sometimes this is the best. I mean, this is like a different topic, but we're on the topic. So, you know, I say, Alex, where is the restaurant that we're going to? Can you look it up? And I see her, and this is how it goes. So if I type in, um, you know, Teatro Calgary, comes up on Google, I click on the map, it opens Google Maps, I can go directions, navigate, it, it's very easy. You go to Google Chrome, you type in Teatro Calgary, it opens Google Maps, you click on Google Maps, and because you don't have the Google Maps app downloaded on your phone, it opens Google Maps in the browser of your phone, and then you click directions, and it's like doing the weird browser thing in Google Maps because it's like it's in a, a, a browser and not the app. And I say, why don't you have the app yet? I don't like downloading extra unnecessary apps on my phone. Yeah, but what if it's an app that is far superior to Apple Maps? You can download Google Maps and you can basically put Apple Maps in the trash. Okay. So it just replaces it. think about it. it. It's the same reason when, like the same thing that happens when you're doing something on your computer, like a, a page isn't loading properly or something. And I'm like, well, are you in Google Chrome? Well, no. <laughs> Why are I you like using Safari. Safari? No one likes Safari. I do. No one that knows okay. anything about computers okay. likes Safari. There are certain websites. You know, that I'm going to save. I'm going to save our audience and let you just berate me, and I'm not even going to fire back at all of the things that you don't do properly. Because that would be a whole entire episode in itself. Watching you try to use technology is like watching a monkey try to cram a square peg into a round hole. And then get I thought you were going to say watching a monkey try to use technology. I've seen monkeys who are better at using smartphones than you are. Straight up. A four-year-old child would put you to shame. This is a problem that was created by my education lawyers don't need technology no it, lawyers <laughs> oh my god are we gonna go there okay <laughs> it's like the most antiquated profession they get their they have a like they have assistants who do the technology for them yeah like everything is still on paper you still you print things that don't need to be printed i do like printing things you have a <laughs> You have a paper planner. And I have a filer. <laughs> I have a filing system. I know, for, for all your personal papers. items. <laughs> you, I think up until recently, would pay your credit card by going into the bank and writing them a check. My dad still does that. That, that is, that, that is the literal definition <laughs> of insanity. Like you go out of your way to waste your time. Yeah. I'm better now with that aspect. Of, Some things. I can pay my bills online. Yeah. Congratulations. Welcome to 2009. It's a great place to be. Um, <clears throat> anyways, yeah, I could go on and on and on, but 
I won't. Thankfully, you have me. That's true. Yeah. Much better. Um, See, I can... I don't know how to use something, but at least I can remember that something needs to be done so I can remind you to do it. We're a great duo in that way. We are. Certainly. Yeah. We would be lost without each other. Uh-huh. <laughs> For sure. Um, all right. So... What are we talking about today? Um, the domino effect. Well, habits, which is related to our new challenge that starts in today is it starts in a week. Today is Friday and yeah. it starts in one week. So hopefully this will go out the next day or so. And, and then you guys will have six days to get prepared, which it doesn't actually take much to be prepared for this. It's pretty easy. No, most people will have everything they need to get started. Yep. Yeah. So our holiday challenge is called the onion challenge, holiday onion challenge. Um, not because onions are involved directly. I'm trying to think if onions could be involved at any point. I guess they could. If you're wondering how we came up with the name, Meredith was eating and her breath smelled awful. And oh, she was come like, on. how do I, what should we name this? And I was like, your breath stinks. And she's just like, well, I just had un- the onion challenge that is not even true <laughs> that is not at all how it happened okay but it's a good story it is it's just like completely fabricated <laughs> um i was in the garden and i was pulling up but no that's not how it happened <laughs> the onion challenge came to be we were trying to come up with an idea because the whole challenge is based on this like layering habits so i was like do we call it the layer challenge the baklava challenge like i'll see if all these <laughs> the things croissant are- challenge <laughs> what else is layers um lasagna lasagna challenge yeah like none of these were really and i was like the onion onions have layers and they're most i think like the most easily recognized thing if someone was like you know if i was like hey name something that exists with layers i feel like onions would probably be in the top three for almost everybody mm-hmm. plus it's kind of funny like holiday challenges i like I hate challenges. I hate fitness and nutrition challenges. I think they're overdone. I think most of them are quacky and dumb. Um, they're especially the ones that are around. They're short term. Yeah, they are. Short term um, solutions <clears throat> to big problems. Which in turn end up usually not being not a solution at being all. A solution and sometimes creating bigger problems. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and ones around the holidays are just kind of like, eh, New Year's challenges, don't love them. So, um, we did one last year that went over pretty well and we timed it with the um, advent calendar. And so this year <clears throat> we're taking a similar approach, but with a little bit more structure than last year. So last year it was like every day was some new random task, which is kind of fine, but like what bigger purpose does that serve? So this year we wanted to make it a little bit more accessible, a little bit easier, I think a little bit less random and something that could potentially, if done mindfully and appropriately, could help uh, like build some actual habits. And so the idea is that each week, so it's four weeks and it starts the day after Thanksgiving, so November 26th, and goes to the day before Christmas. So it's exactly four weeks. The timing worked out well. <coughs> um 
each week there's a new task introduced on Friday. And so week one is, um, if you haven't downloaded it, week one is like our lemon water tonic. So really easy. Every morning for a week, you drink a lemon water and sea salt water concoction. Yeah. First thing in the morning. And that's it. It's called the morning margarita. We did. We named it that the morning marg. Um, but that's it. There's, there's extra credit things you can do each day, but all we're looking for is that one, like you're just doing the lemon water consistently every day. If you do the extra credit activities, you know, two out of seven days, that's great. Seven out of seven days. That's also great. But the core activity needs to be done. Lemon water. The second week is, um, Oh, we had the second week, the 30 minutes of reading before bed. We, we wanted to kind of like bookend the days straight away. And so the 30 minutes before bed, really that's standing in, like we could have said, get off your phone or away from your TV screen for 30 to 60 minutes before you go to bed. Sometimes it's hard to just cut things out like that. Sometimes it's easier to like insert a different place. Yeah. So that's kind of where that one came from. So then we have a, a morning task that you're doing every single day. And then on week two, you add on top of the lemon water, which you're going to continue doing through week two and three and four, you add in 30 minutes of reading before bed. It can be anything you want. We're choosing a nonfiction and partially it's because, um, I kind of want something completely off the, like the self-help. So I think like, we didn't specify that. I mean, you can read whatever you want, but I think sometimes people, when they're changing habits, they're like, oh, I need to read a self-help book, like a Atomic Habits or something kind of in that line. But then like now you're turning your reading and your rest into more like work on yourself. Yeah. Like just the, the act of reading alone is the, you know, the self-help that we're looking for. You don't need to read about how to help yourself more. Like that's what we're doing here. Yeah. We're doing the challenge. And I personally, I always read a fiction base book before bed because it helps me take my mind off what's going on in my life and just kind of get me into that like relaxed space yeah whereas like if I read about you know health and fitness I start thinking about work again or you know business or something like that yeah the idea is that you're you're winding down and resting Mm -hmm. sometimes you can kind of wound up with um things that are too practical yeah so that's the idea there what are we adding in for week three? The walk? Was it the outdoor activity? I think week three is breakfast. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So week three is you eat the same breakfast every single day. So week three, you have lemon water in the morning. You have reading at night. And now you're going to have the same breakfast every single day. Yeah. So on that point, you're building on the habit. So the habit from the first week gets carried over into the second week, the third week and the fourth week. So by the fourth week, you're doing four separate habits Yes. per day. And again, like they're not going to be like, you know, you're not adding like three hours into your day. It's really just replacing certain things. Yeah. Um, the breakfast one's really important though. Um, it's something that a lot of people probably already do. At least like we do, a lot of our clients do. And it's just because it's, it's easy. Like it's, it's an easy thing to, get in the habit of doing and it's a really important thing to get it in the habit of doing um not only because i mean like breakfast is the most important meal of the day and that's not 
Like that's not just what your mom used to say to get you to eat something. Like that's actually true. And there's, there's research around it that shows people who eat a large breakfast. And I think large is defined as like 700 calories or more. People who eat a large breakfast are less likely that are to, also, it's all also high in protein, also high in protein are less likely to overeat later in the day. And so, you know, a lot of people are inclined to skip breakfast either because they're not hungry or they tell themselves they're not hungry. They don't have anything to eat. And they're, they're like, well, if I, if I don't eat breakfast, then I can restrict, it's a way to restrict their eating. But in reality, if you skip back breakfast, it just tends to kind of jack your hunger signals up later in the day and you, you are more inclined to eat crappy food. Um, not to mention it starts to build the habit of building in some structure and repeatability with meals. That's easy over time. Like, okay, now you're eating the same breakfast. Um, now you might be more inclined to eat the same lunch or similar lunch every day. So that's a really, um, easy one. That one's probably going to be the hardest for people who are new to, new to this and new to us. I would say week three is probably going to be the most challenging from like a, you have to be prepared and you have to have like two weeks worth of food or a week's worth and be willing and able to go get, you know, more for the fourth week. So that one's going to be, I think the most challenging, but also one of the, uh, most important weeks. Yeah. Like, so a tip for that one is pick something that is easy to do that, you know, that you can do on the weekdays and the weekends. So don't pick like an egg white omelet when you don't have time to make that on a Monday morning. If you know you're going to be traveling for the entire, like the second week of the breakfast. So the fourth week of the challenge, don't again, don't, don't, don't make a frittata. Yeah. <laughs> don't make something that you can't get away from home. So for me specifically, I always have like a chicken sausage and oatmeal and oatmeal can really be like, I can have that literally anywhere and you can almost always find some sort of chicken sausage or at least lean meat. So that's a really like a good one for me. I can, you know, you can get that literally anywhere and it doesn't require, you know, some extra like baking or anything. Yeah. Um, you know, like protein muffins, like if you know that you can make them and bring them with you or overnight oats, just, you have to be thinking ahead. Like what can I actually do for two weeks or really for like three months? Cause that's Ideally. kind of the goal. It's like, yeah, if you can take one meal <laughs> off the plate of like planning, cause it's just, you know what you need. Grocery shopping becomes easier. You're planning for the week becomes easier because now you're dealing with 14 meals and not 21 meals mm -hmm. of planning, that sort of thing. So that's kind of the ultimate goal there. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> the oatmeal, like the instant oats is a really good suggestion. If you can eat eggs, eggs are really easy and you, they're easy to cook up at other people's houses. If you're visiting, you know, for the holidays, plus like, you know, at least in my family, when we used to do Christmas breakfast or whatever, like eggs are always made. So if mm -hmm. I'm already eating eggs, there's one thing. Now I can have, you know, the eggs that my dad cooks and the Greek yogurt that I'm going to have and, you know, the oatmeal or whatever. Yep. And we always like, I always tell my clients, if you can have like a fruit or even a vegetable at breakfast, that's like a bonus point. Oh, totally. Yeah. Because that's like a whole serving just like right at the beginning of your day. Yep. Yeah. Um, so week four is, is the final week and it's the week where you're doing all four. So you have lemon water in the morning, breakfast, reading at night, uh, or sorry, lemon water in the morning, reading at night, breakfast, 
and then we're looking for 30 minutes of uh, walking or running or just like getting outside every day. And so the idea there is it's pretty simple. Like the extra activity is good, especially around the holidays. It will make you feel better. It tends to uh, like activity tends to correct eating behavior. Um, running is a nice option if, it, if you're like looking to get into running. You can mix and match kind of there. And then it's just nice to get outside. Like the holidays, we spend so much time inside with our family. Like it's refreshing to get outside by yourself and just spend 30 minutes like, you know, with your thoughts. Yeah. And getting natural light, especially when it's so much darker. Well, at least where we live in in a lot of places, at least in Canada, um, getting that extra sunlight can help with your circadian rhythm, with your mood. And then we don't want to hear about excuses about it being cold out. Like you can just dress warmer, put more clothes on. Like 30 minutes outside isn't going to kill you even if it's like minus 20. It's totally doable and it's still nice to get out. I mean, 30 30 minutes outside could kill you if it It, was like minus 30 and you were dressed. If you're not dressed appropriately, (laughs) that's not what I'm saying. I know, I'm kidding. Don't, don't Wim Hof it. Don't. Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> that's not, that's not we a do recommendation not, that we have. We do not think that's a good idea. No. It's impressive. Not necessary. Yeah. Um, we'll be sticking to walking for that one just because running is already in our exercise routine. Well, I might count my running towards those 30 minutes. Can you do that? Why can't you? I guess you can. New rule. You can count your running. Well, it is. It. It's walking or running for 30 minutes. Yeah. Okay. So if you run for an hour, then that counts. All right. But if you're running on a treadmill, then you have to go outside for a walk. Yes. I mean, ideally, like being outside is is where it's at. I mean, like the exercise is great, but being outside is adds so much more to it. Yeah. Especially if you're outside first thing in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. That'll help with sleep. Yeah. So that's it. There's... um. That's our four weeks. There's extra credit things every day that are really easy. Also, it's like, you know, eat a vegetable with a meal, drink 80 ounces of water. Uh, the, lim- the lemon water counts towards that uh, journal, like just kind of random things that we try to get people to do anyways. And then the last 12 days, it sort of caps off with a uh, like some prize giveaways that we did last year. And we're doing that again this year. So people who have participated and posted on social media and followed the rules with that <clears throat> are entered into a raffle for for a draw each day. Yeah, and our prizes aren't like $20 worth. They're like, I mean, we have some really great prizes worth up to like three, 400 bucks. Yep. So they're, you know, it's nothing to scoff at. Worth doing for yourself, but also you get the bonus of... Yeah. And any, anybody is eligible to participate. You don't have to be a current client and a past client. Anyone can do it. Yep. To be eligible for prizes, you have to be on Instagram because that's part of the rule. Yeah. <clears throat> Rules. Rules. Um, so this whole premise and this whole idea is kind of based on um, what's called the domino effect in behavioral psychology. And essentially the way that works and you've probably experienced this in your life. I know, I know that I have <clears throat> and it's where one behavior just kind of naturally leads to another. And so, um, you know, one example is if 
you know, you make your, like, let's just say you're, you're not someone who does up your bed every day, like makes your bed. And so for, I don't know, a few days in a row, row you make your bed and then maybe on like the fourth or fifth day you make your bed and then you, you know, you start cleaning the bathroom and then because you've cleaned the bathroom, you start cleaning the kitchen and like all of a sudden you've cleaned your whole house because it, it feels good to do that. And you kind of like, you shift your, your self image a little bit to, you know, I'm someone who is an adult, does adults things, cleans my house, has a clean house, that kind of thing. And then there's, you know, there's obviously behaviors that have bigger implications. I think they did, there's one study that was done where when, when people, I think just simply are active for like 30 minutes a day, they do less sitting they saw a correlation, like a decrease in fat consumption during the day. Without, without controlling for fat. With, yeah, without the specific goal or any mention at all of modifying yeah. the diet. And so you just see these natural like behavior changes that are like these behaviors that are on paper not linked at all, but in reality they are. Because when you are, when you are more active and you're prioritizing activity there's just internal shift. That's I'm an active person, active, you know, and an active person doesn't sit on the couch and eat potato chips. Not to mention you're not sitting on the couch, which makes eating potato chips a little bit harder. Um, so that's kind of, a, that's kind of the idea. Yeah. It's also can be referred to as like habit stacking. Yeah. So it's like one habit kind of stacks on the other kind of like, I mean, it can be really simple. It's like, going driving to the gym I think James Clear touched on this it's like sometimes when he's trying to get people to to create the habit of getting to the gym he doesn't even have them go in the door it's like you just drive to the gym every day for a period of like seven to 14 days and then at that point it's like hey now you start going you start going to the gym (coughs) and you just kind of build on that but you have you start very basic so like drinking a glass of water in the morning can really help like get more water in throughout the day or yeah, set the tone for the day as like, I'm a healthy person who's, you know, hydrated or. Yeah. It's like, I've had, you know, 12 ounces of water with the lemon water. So I may as well have 80 ounces of water today. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you see the same, you see the same types of like habit stacking or the domino effect can work in the opposite direction too. So with, um, you know, with, with habits that you're trying to get rid of or with, you know, quote unquote bad behavior, you see that happen all the time. Um, so it's, it's a neat, it's a neat phenomenon for sure. So like watching TV late at night can create the domino effect of snacking late at night. Yeah. And it's that same, like there's a correlation between people who, you know, stay up after midnight and body weight. Yeah. And that's not a coincidence. That's because staying up late at night correlates to eating more processed foods, which correlates to higher body weight. Um, they've also, we've kind of observed and they've observed that like highly successful people tend to be quite ritualistic. So the part of the reason why I really like the lemon water one, and it's why I'm putting it, why we decided to put it first is that it, it feels the most like a ritual. Like it really is like a morning ritual. It's not something that is particularly enjoyable right off the bat. Like it's, 
I guess an acquired taste. I like it now. Um, but it's just, it becomes this thing that you do. And then, you know, you start to, it's easy at that point to just start to add more things that you just do, like these little rituals throughout the day. And <clears throat> they become quite um, automated. So things like, I mean, breakfast is obviously something we want people to automate. Um, certain habits, habits and tasks, you know, we look to automate that just like make you more efficient, creates more free time during the day. More free time means more time to exercise, meal prep, like do all these things that are probably going to be easier and you're going to want to do them more because of these other good things that you're doing. So it just kind of, it plants a little lemon seed. Yeah. And if you don't like it, then it's a good opportunity to like prove to yourself that you can get into the habit of doing something that you don't particularly particularly enjoy which is like a really good thing in itself mm -hmm. because our lives are full of things that we don't want to do but can add a lot of benefit so I don't know it's it's that can be helpful in itself it's like oh, okay I can drink lemon water every day it's like it's no different than me you know getting to the gym every day which some people don't like doing yep it's like you just do it because it adds a lot of benefit yeah. And you have power in deciding to do it, even if it's not something you necessarily want to do. Yeah. Um, you know, and the idea with, you know, taking it back to our challenge is that you get to the end of the 30 days and it feels like you've done actually done something and accomplished something that's valuable, that's value added to your days. And whether or not you take all four of those um, habits forward or, you know, just a couple of them, they're easy to add on to like these we don't want anyone to get to the end of a 30 day challenge and feel like they've been truly, I guess, challenged like in, in a negative way. Like, like we don't want ever, anyone to get to the end and be like, Oh, thank God. That's yeah. Over. Oh my gosh. I barely made it. Which is typically the experience of people who, who on, you know, new year's day, jump onto a, a 30 day, like whole 30, whole 30 challenge. You get to the end of that and you're like, okay, I need a donut stat. Yeah. <laughs> Cause like what, like what actually, no, I need a whole dozen donuts. Yeah. It's usually what happens. And a beer. <laughs> um, yeah. That's because how, like how valuable is that experience? Right. It has all, all it's done is shown you that, you know, you, you can't do this thing that this like clean eating thing that apparently people, some people do all the time. And like, how's that supposed to make you feel? Mm -hmm. Probably going to make you feel like kind of a failure, even though like, I think the in intention is kind of the opposite. Um, yeah, so that's like, we don't want, we don't want anyone to get to the end of 30 days and feel like, wow, that was really hard. The extra credit days, which are those random tasks are fun because they do help kind of keep you on track and like do a little healthy thing each day. But I find that the biggest benefit is you're trying out a variety of different healthy things. So like one day it's, I think one of them is like write down five things you're grateful for. And so that could just be one random day out of 30 days, but you might do that and be like, that made me feel so much better. Mm -hmm. I'm going to do that every day. I'm going to start, I'm going to take that forward with me for the next year and see how I feel at the end of that year. You know, something as small as that can be really powerful for like your mood or just, um, you know, encouraging other people to be like thankful for what they have, like whatever it may be. Yeah. You know, there's 
you know, it might be phone a friend, which is a, a thing that a lot of us don't do right these days, especially, you know, a lot of us are still fairly solitary due to COVID or whatever. So like phoning a friend, you might do that and be like, wow, I should start doing that every week. Yeah. So it's little things that might just like cue you to be like, that really enhanced my quality of life today. Yep. I think I'm going to incorporate that long term. So it's like it keeps you on track and it like ha- it's fun and a way to engage with the community. But in the same in another sense, it's like, you know, you're trying different things out. Yeah. See what sticks. Mm-hmm. Yep, for sure. Um, well, that's kind of all I had. It's a short one today. Anything you want to wrap up with? What's one? I'll ask you this question. What is one like thing that you have to do every day or one ritual, something that like sets the tone for your day or a week? It can be something that's done on like a weekly basis too. Um, I would say that at the end of each night, I, I write down in my to do tab, everything that need that is on my mind that I need to do on the the next day or the next two days. Like I have a Thursday tab, a Friday tab, and like just a general to do. And I get it out of my brain so that I can like put my mind to rest at like 8 PM and not, and then it's like, that's for tomorrow. And then in the morning I look at that list and I start go, I, I prioritize it and I go from there. But I would say that is absolutely, if I go to bed without having that stuff out of my brain and written down, can't sleep. Yeah. Yeah. Can't, can't even relax before bed without that out of, out of my hands and just kind of like, that's Alex's list for tomorrow. Yeah. What about you? Um, I'll say like recently it's also been the list. I don't, I'm not always the best with making to-do lists and, um, prioritizing my tasks, which for me sometimes creates this feeling of like busyness, like, like I'm more busy than I am. And I think that's due to the fact that I have sometimes trouble like, um, (coughs) deciphering things that are important and things that are urgent. So, sometimes things that are important but not urgent take priority over things that are actually urgent. And because I don't do a good job. Yeah. Like, like buying new skis or buying snow pants to you is more urgent than doing your job. Sometimes. (laughs) Yeah. But what I mean by that is it like it creates, even with like work stuff, sometimes I get really stuck on graphic design and doing the creative stuff when I really need to be doing the non-creative stuff. And even though the, the creative side of things is important, it's not as urgent as say like our taxes. Mm -hmm. And so what that's done in the past is it gets me into a situation where I occasionally feel like I'm being productive, but I'm being productive in the wrong ways. And so then I, I get, it becomes crunch time and I just feel overwhelmed and busy and I can't necessarily understand why that is. And it's because I just, I, I'm not maintaining a proper to-do list with like dates assigned to things. Yeah. And so I'm not taking care of the things in moments that I really need to be taken care of. And so lately, um, and, and I had that feeling a number of weeks ago where not only did I feel very 
busy and overwhelmed, but it was just, I was starting to feel very unsettled and like it, especially in the evenings I was having trouble, um, settling down and I was not sleeping well. And I was waking up in the middle of the night with just totally random thoughts about, you know, hundreds of things that I had to do or had done or might need to do in the future. And so I just, I felt very like, like my brain was just scrambled eggs kind of feeling. Yeah. And so I started, I started using a, like a categorized to do list with dates and stuff like that. More of like a project management type thing. And that's been really, really helpful. And I find myself checking it at the end of the day, like you said, and, um, clearing off the things that I've done, adding in the things that I need to do the next day. And it just, it's a really good way to <clears throat> kind of stay grounded with, with, um, the things that you, you need to get done. And you have, you have to think like it's, you get to think about them less. Yeah, absolutely. It gets to the point where like my lists are extremely detailed. I have many lists going all, all, all once they're organized in my own way, but it sometimes if I have, 12 items on my list for the next day it looks pretty long and I'm like oh geez like how am I gonna do all that and so what I do is I take the extra few minutes and I go okay I'm gonna wake up at six I'm gonna do this till seven and I almost like time it out because I'm sometimes I'll have five five items on there where it's like email this person email this person text this person and I know it's only gonna take me 15 minutes but to me it looks like a lot so what I do is I'll just you know, say this is going to happen from six to seven and then this will happen from like eight to nine. And so it's just like, I go to bed, I'm like, okay, this is totally manageable. I'll attack it tomorrow. But yeah, I think whatever is going to allow me to be as productive as possible and keep stress levels low. And that's one of those things. I probably check my to-do list 20 to 30 times a day, just adding things, moving things, checking things off. And it's like, it just helps me for number one, never forget anything. As soon as I tell one of my clients, I'll look into that or I'll send you new macros. It's like on my list. As soon as I say that anytime I make an appointment, it goes in my planner. And I learned that actually, I learned that in law school. One of my professors was like, never say you're going to do anything without writing it down (laughs) because you will forget. Yeah. (laughs) Which is very true. Yeah. So yeah. That's cool. As far as like a non to do list item, I find my like morning coffee ritual to be very like I need to start my day in a very specific way with coffee and a stroop waffle and like not immediately get on my computer. Like I, I sit there and I enjoy, I enjoy the, the stroop waffle and like half the cup of coffee before I start um, doing anything work related. Yeah. I have my coffee and my peanut butter and jam rice cakes. Yep. Every single morning. Yeah. Even when I stay in a hotel, it's like I bring what I need to have that moment. Yeah. I bring the rice cakes, the the almond butter, the jam and the banana. Yeah. And I have it just like I would at home. Yep. And it just starts me off on the right foot. Yep. That's good. Um, if you want to find out about our, our sign up for our onion challenge, signups are, are open until next. Um, I guess next Friday, I left them open all the way until the first day. So you can sign up until next Friday. Um, the easiest way to get signed up is to go on Instagram, check out our, the link in our bio. It's the first one. And you just submit your email address, name, Instagram handle. And then it, uh, 
gives you a PDF that you download and print off. And we go from there. Pretty easy stuff. Um, thanks for listening. If you are already signed up and doing the Onion Challenge, we're excited. Um, we're going to do it. All of our coaches are going to do it. It's, it's a really... Uh, it's a really cool thing to do and it's fun. It's nice to have something to distract you um, from kind of the stress and busyness of the holiday season. It's it's something that's just for you, even if you're with family, um, extended family, traveling. And one thing I would recommend for the challenge is print off the PDF sheet so that you have the physical um, reinforcement of like checking things off. It's, it's like motivating yeah. and there's incentive to do it. There are check boxes on every day. Yeah, which is absolutely on purpose. Yes. <laughs> it's really, it's it's very satisfying to check off boxes. At least every I day, find. You're like, check. <laughs> you only get one though. I guess you get two if you do. Yeah, the first week you get two per day. Yeah, and then the second week you get three. Yeah. And then four and then five. And if you miss a day, just get back on it. Don't yeah. give up completely. There's no failures. There aren't any. Yeah, you can't fail. You only fail if you give up. Yep. Yep. All right. Thanks for listening. And uh, we will catch you guys soon.